Korok is a mysterious creature. They make their nests all over the world. Some under rocks, some build elaborate structures that are almost symmetrical but leave just a, a piece out and that piece is left just to the side nearby so that it might attract a mate. Others still carve leaf designs into tree stumps and rig up very complex systems of floating balloons or glowing rings. All of this is in the hope of finding a mate. These green-clad elven fellows where they will have the Korok seed spread to them. Isn't nature beautiful? Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Cape Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Iris Magnetdale. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans women, that's us, we're wifey types. We talk about the media we've consumed in the week and have a bit of a silly old catch-up with voices and skits and stuff. On the non-tasty media. Have a silly, silly time and talk about the stuff we've been doing in the week. The Um, stuff. Fair heads up to everyone, it's another Zelda-heavy week. It's It's gonna be the way for a while. I, th- I think it's going to be less heavy than it than it has been. I think we've got well, firstly because like... it's been a couple of weeks yeah. now, and I think we can speak a bit more freely. Yeah, because I've been like mindful of of people who you know yeah. haven't um, played it yet. Yeah. But then I listened to last week's podcast, and I was like, okay, there was there was a fair amount of of free speech of 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 all the different yeah. functions, so it, I don't feel too bad. It's it's a thing where like I've been trying to like when I do my streams of the game, be like, let's try and do stuff that's not likely to be too spoilery, and then toward the end of the stream, go, cool, I want to show off some spoilery stuff. I'll mm. give you a fair warning before I do it, and like we're not going to go jump into major spoilers or anything, yeah. but. We've talked a lot about, like, our general thoughts and, like, also this is the played section. We, we played stuff. We played stuff. Um, yeah, I think w- this is where we wanted to start talking, like, a little more openly about a couple more of the things that we've, th- 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 we're experiencing with it. Because yeah. we're both pretty fucking deep into this game at this point. Well, I think you're, you know, good to go to the end at this point. I'm really getting close to it. I, I have done... All of the mapping of the underground. Yep. I have all of the shrines in the sky. Yep. Uh, I think I'm 20 shrines on the surface away, and they're not going to be too hard to find nope. uh, at this point. Uh, I think we've both done all of the major like, main quests up to what would lead to the end. Yep. Uh, we're both just pottering around doing things and and doing late game B stuff. Yeah, um cleaning up side missions and yeah. uh, I'm tearing through the underground now cuz I spent most of my time doing overground stuff. Yes. Which is is sort of helping me do underground stuff now whereas you're <laughs> doing the opposite. Yeah. Um without going into too many specifics, if you really go hard on one of those two aspects, it can help you make faster progress in the other. But we're not going to say um, how. Yeah, the sort of understanding of how that works is interesting. Um, do we feel it's been long enough that we can talk a little bit about, say, up to first dungeon? A little bit like... I mean, what do you define as the first dungeon? I mean, you are pointed at a dungeon. Yeah. like Quite aggressively at the beginning yeah. of the game. And like, I, I wasn't even going to necessarily say a specific dungeon, but to talk about, like, should, should we maybe talk about that the dungeon the game points you towards first in like not too spoilery terms? Uh, it's been a very long time. I can't really remember. I'll be honest. Yeah. So the the game sort of first points you towards the uh, the the Rito uh, yes. dungeon, the Wind Temple. Yes. Which so you're, you're sort of bombarded with stories of that there's been a, a very heavy snow. Mm. And that uh, it's very dangerous up there at the moment. A lot of the roads are blocked off, and there's no food getting into the Rito village. Yeah, and the game I think is smart to point you there because, like, it takes you in theory past some useful NPCs that you want to find. It takes you to one of the game's big side quests on the way. That's like going to be a whole game long thing. Uh yeah. The 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 dungeons in this all have their own like very different vibes and energy and pacing. And this one, more than any of the others, I think, is about the journey to the dungeon, perhaps more than it is the dungeon itself. Yeah, I think, I mean, that, that can be true for pretty much any of them, but very specifically, I think this one is 
the getting there is is more about um, yeah. more about the the uh, because the, the the dungeon itself is not that difficult. It's here's the thing: it is better themed than the divine beasts were in Breath of the Wild in terms 100%. of fitting the like feeling like a unique space themed to the element they were to do with. Yeah. But it is the most transparently of of these dungeons of you're doing the thing you were doing in Divine Beasts where it's go activate the five terminals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to say it's not fun, but like most of the spectacle of this, I think, is the journey to it, which is like a very elaborate, very grand adventure that makes a great use of verticality. Mm-hmm. Um, like perhaps better than any other sequence in the game, it really takes advantage of the sky. Yes. Um. The ability that helps you navigate up there is really satisfying and one that mm-hmm. I think is well worth it it really justifies going for that dungeon first i yeah, I would tend to agree with that yeah yeah and and also just I think it sets the tone quite nicely for the sort of thing that you're going to experience mm. of your helping people yeah um in, in very specific ways. You are gaining something from that, but also there is a degree of puzzling, tricky platforming, uh, lateral thinking, yeah, and and sort of just understanding how you can go about things, and also hopefully keeping your eyes out for, for other things because it's one of the first times you're up that high without having to worry too much. Yeah. So technically, you can see a lot of stuff around mm. the ground, and you know, you could be picking up all sorts from that point of view of, yeah. uh, you know, trying to spot, uh, like, shrines or trying to spot mm. points of interest that you... Or things even that you might be, like, fucking avoiding that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, you're not really introduced to any new uh, enemies because of... Yeah. Um, it's mostly stuff that you will have encountered in on the Great Sky Island. Yeah, it's only really the boss... For this first dungeon that is like the unique combat thing of it. Yes. But I that, really like that boss. Yeah, the Wind Temple's boss is really fun. Very creative. Um It feels very Zelda boss. Yes. It feels very grand and memorable, and you have to like you can't just wail your sword against it in the way that you could most of say the Blight Ganons if you got close enough to them to hit them in, yeah. in Breath of the Wild. You have to you have to do the like. Where's where's the glowing weak point that I can I can make available? Yes, and can I get to it from that angle? Can I get to it from that angle? Yeah, make, Is it defending itself? Yeah, make use of the thing I got doing this dungeon to help me do the thing. But also like set it, like understanding range at quite large scales. Yeah, and I think it sets you up quite nicely for a lot of the rest of the game. Yeah. So we're we're I think we've talked before a little bit about sort of things we wish we'd done or think things we we the way we would tackle things differently in future. Yeah. And I think I would almost say stick with the plot and follow the roads right up until the end of this dungeon. Honestly, Be- yeah. Yeah. Because I think at that point you don't need too much battery power. Yeah. You, know, you can comfortably get away with the starter amount. You've got your first um, power, yeah, and you have like got a, a, a. You've also got a bunch of places you can go to along the way. Yeah. You've met new things. You've triggered one of the most important missions, I think, in the game. That what, that big side quest. That big side quest yeah. that involved going go, going to a it's, lot of places. It's an important one to get started early, but it's also like a really it's a really good one for like giving you little parcels of plot as you go yeah because you can you can comfortably be chiseling at that throughout the whole game yeah but i think if you don't start right quite early yeah, on in the it, game it might feel like a chore it can feel like a chore like uh, there was stuff on that i was a few times i was just like oh i've picked this quest up and haven't finished it yeah but also like if i had done i would have had tools or one specific tool really to yeah. help me navigate other things that would have made life easier. Yeah. I think at that point you're probably ready to go and do a little bit of um sort of general shrine hunting to try and get yeah. your health and or stamina up. At which point getting on with uh like 
report remembering yeah. to report back into to lookout landing multiple <laughs> yeah. times yep. and remembering to uh, and then you know following some of yeah. the main quest stuff and and checking underground yeah because i think it's easy to just want to go i want to run off but at the same time you're you can potentially leave yourself without at least two of the um like special powers until <laughs> yes. quite late in the game yeah and that can make life difficult, especially the second one, yeah. can make life difficult there's, in a number of ways. There's part of me that's really tempted to say, like, in your early game with this, when you first get to Lookout Landing, there's going to be a couple of NPCs that you can find there who will be like, hey, maybe do your first explore of the depths and maybe mm. have, like, maybe go down in this specific spot where it's not too dangerous and follow a little path and get started on things. Maybe go do that kind of early. It's probably to your long-term benefit. Also, that, I think, introduces you quite nicely to it. The concept of, like, the certain concepts of, like, you can lose max hearts. Yeah. You can, um, like, be injured by this gloom that people keep talking about and and experience that, even if it kills you. But, I mean, I also think that it's worth following that quest and going down the chasm it points you to go down, like, early on. Because if you end up going down a different chasm as your first one, you yes. might get absolutely decimated and get really scared off of the underground. Yeah, um, I because I've been doing more um, exploring of the depths, and part of that has been finding chasms topside and going down them, yeah. even ones that I'd already like done all of the the underground stuff, yeah. like seeing what to do. I went down one today and just landed on a boss. It was like, mm, if that had been my first one. I, I spoke to someone who did that today. I spoke ah. to someone who that was their first, like, one of those was the first one they went down. They landed straight in a boss fight and got killed. In the complete pitch black. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm, I'm getting out. And I'm like, yeah. just, just go down the one in Hyrule Field. You'll have a gentler introduction. Yes. Um, yeah, we've both, we, we are both still like, feverishly playing this. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. we are both well and truly absorbed in it. Because we got to a point, what, Sunday night, where we had done <laughs> most of the, the main, like, the, the big, big, yeah. big stuff. Yeah. Like, we, I, at one point, completely ran out of um, main story quests to go on. Yeah. Partly, and and we will come slightly yeah. back to the why and wherefore of that in <laughs> yes. a minute. Um, like I was a bit like I really don't know what to do. I guess I I'm gonna talk to the people who pointed me in the last direction and hope that reporting yeah. back to them gives them some stuff. And I I guess now is as good a time as any to mention the fact that I managed to sequence break. Pretty fucking hard. Yeah, so, fun fact about this game. This game will not stop you from just stumbling across shit that you are not meant to have found, and going, I mean, we're not going to say no, we're a logically consistent world, go ahead. Um, for me, that was finding a pretty ma- two pretty major locations in the underground by accident. Uh-huh. One of them that... Uh, one of them that was narratively very, uh, like, oh shit, that means a lot. And one that was oh, is this going to unlock a whole mechanic that I can't touch for a while? Mm. And you went into an area that, like, was trying to go, we're making it hard for you to be here, and you were like, yeah, I just went in and found the plot in there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I lucked into it. I was, it's an area of low visibility, and, you know, I've been in... I'm yeah. used to things like, if the game doesn't want you to do it, it will do a Korok fair yeah. forest and just push you out. You... And it did not do that. No. I went, I'm using the little licenses that there are to work out the shape of things and how yeah. close something is, moved into a thing, fell down a hole, right into a thing of like, <laughs> here's a really important thing. I mean, take it here. Honestly, I was like, okay, I don't know why yeah. or what's happening here. Honestly, the way you encountered that in the moment was really fucking cool to watch, where you were just like, what the fuck have I stumbled upon? What, what the fuck have I stumbled upon? Oh my god. Like, because based on what I had experienced already, I thought it meant something completely different yeah, but than you'd, what it turned out to be. But you'd missed like a whole intended little quest chain that was going to be like, Go to this place, get this information, go to here, do a little thing that clears up the visibility, then you go to here, then it... Like, I think the problem is there were a number of times in this game where it felt like 
the game was trying to say you're not ready for this and then there were like following from that there were times where it felt like that really feels like we're heading towards end game and i wasn't ready for end game which i suppose yeah. technically i kind of should have been because I had yeah. done like most yeah. of the big important things. I, I know the I know the thing you're talking about, and here is what I will say. I think the game signifier is trying to give you of like you should go do this now and not go and do other big things before it. Was the fact that there was an area of NPCs just staring, being like, "That's going on. We should probably engage with that material." And I feel like that's what they were uh, trying to signify, like, now's the time, but I get why it felt like, uh, I'm worried that this will end the game if I go that way. Yeah, because what was to say was like, oh, the big important thing, go do the big important thing that has attracted everyone's attention, and it's like, well, there are places in this game where I literally nipped through a town, spoke to, like, two important NPCs, went and did the big important thing there, and then got distracted and went somewhere else because I realised I'd missed something somewhere else, or because of ADHD brain, something floated back up into my head, and I was like, there's so much I haven't experienced yet, let me go and do some of that. What what I will say, I really respect this game's commitment to um, letting you do things that you you entirely lack the narrative context for, Mm -hmm. and being like, no, our world is logically consistent, the thing is there, and if you're able to do it, you're able to do it. Uh, and talking in very vague terms, um, the Master Sword um, is a lot less hidden than I thought it was. Um, I went back with some knowledge and looked at some stuff and went, Oh yeah! Huh! I guess you could just go get that real early, probably. Yeah, because didn't you stumble on it quite early anyway? For various um, reasons? I got the quest that led to the Master Sword. Um, okay. Without being pointed at it, I found my way to that que- to like that quest of my own accord. Right. But yeah, looking, uh, I've been capturing like a lot of footage of this game for a couple of like things I might work on at some point. Mm. And like, there's a lot of footage I've looked back on, knowing what I'm looking for. Where I'm like, oh, that's that's totally possible, right? Like very yeah. early on. And like, I bet, I bet this game wouldn't stop me just going and getting the Master Sword very early. Yeah, I think the thing is, I mean, unless you are speedrunning it, there's not a lot to be said for rushing ahead and doing stuff like that. Like, yeah. the most of the good, well, pretty much all of the stuff you can have as food has yeah. to come from topside. Yeah, because there's nothing to eat underground. Yeah, and. Most of the uh, good, important potion ingredients and um, like medicines, elixirs, things like that, that is all topside. The things that are going to give you more hearts, that's all topside. Largely, like that is really important to do and and get on with. Yeah, but at the same time, like you went and did like a bunch of underground stuff. You you, like, I think you spent like a full weekend pretty much underground doing underground things. I had, I had a point where I realized I had like seven, 800 uh, bright bloom seeds in my inventory. Mm. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to hit like max cap of nine, nine, nine if I don't start using them. So I went for like a four or five hour excursion in the underground Mm. and just went exploring and it was great. Yeah. I mean, I, a couple of times have hit max cap on yeah. bright bloom seeds and yeah. they are very important to keep maxed as, as possible but then i spent like most of today like even though we have already got like far enough along yeah. like i filled my second bar half full of hearts yeah. um like we're, i've got two full stamina wheels we're, we're both and, about that same point yeah but also to the point where like you've been uh, you know, you've been doing like more underground stuff, and I've been doing more overground stuff. Yeah, and just just the way we've sort of managed to to wrap around on those things yeah. has been quite interesting. And it's neat that, like, despite the fact we've been focusing on very different things, we're at very similar points in progression. Yeah. Um, like in terms of numbers of shrines done, we're very similar. Um, I've done like a hundred and seventeen yeah. shrines and nearly eighty light routes. Yeah, I've done the 120 light routes and uh, about a hundred. I think 132 shrines. So you need so me there. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm definitely like coming up on on 
that end point. And there's a bunch of like side quests and things I want to do and that I still want to wrap up. But I'm getting toward and like I feel like there's a bunch more side quests I need to find because like I've done Yeah. I think my completed side quest is something like fifty or something it's saying I've done. Like separate from side adventures. Mm. But it's like, yeah, there's a hundred and something of these. It's like, Arr. I keep stumbling upon more accidentally. It's great. I hope I do. Because, yeah. like, I mean, I think there's, like, at least two locations that I need to really delve into a bit more. But I just haven't. Yeah. I haven't had I've, time. I've been going back to places that I feel like I know inside and out and going, let's actually have a look around again and make sure I haven't missed anything. I'm like, mm. oh, yeah, there's a side quest over there. Yes. It's. I did start rushing through the towards the end a little bit um, the other day because I misunderstood something you'd said about like yes. oh I'm going to be super busy with like getting ready for the accessibility showcase. What yeah. date's that again? Uh, June 9th. June 9th. Uh, four p.m. UK, eleven a.m. Eastern, uh, eight a.m. Pacific. Early plug. Early plug. Early plug. Mm. Early plug. That's like two and a half weeks away. Yeah. Um. Like, I, I, and you were like, well, I think I'm going to have to, like, finish playing this soon, otherwise I'm, A, going to get spoiled, and B, not going to yeah. have a, a chance to do the thing. So I was, like, gunning for the end. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was I like, had, okay, I'm going to turn yeah, around and go back. I had meant, like, I'm going to try and, like, get to a p- point this week where I'm, ha- where I can go see the ending sometime this week. And then come back and do the stuff I, yeah, I yeah. haven't done. Because like, if it's anything like Breath of the Wild, you could just drop a save down right before you go do the final boss, reload that save after you've beaten the final boss, and like back away and go finish doing stuff. It's, it's usually like you get the, the autosave at the very last second. Yeah. Um, and now it's got a star on it. Yes, which... like. That's, I'm really getting close to the point where, like, some point this week, I'm gonna have to do that and finish the rest of the stuff after. Oh, no. Because, like, I'm already stu- like, I saw a split second of something today and was like, I, I, I don't, I don't want to register what that was. I, like, it's, we're coming up on two weeks and that's the point where me being on the internet mm-hmm. unspoiled is getting really hard. Did you, well, you just go for it whenever you got time, I guess. I, well, here's the thing, now that I <laughs> know how many shrines I have left to do and have, like, a really simple method to, to map them, like, may, <laughs> maybe tomorrow night. Like, maybe tomorrow night is the time. Stream. I might do it on stream. Ooh. I might do a stream Super and I'm like, spoiler, go like, end of the big, game. big spoilers, end of game, like, big Ooh. warnings. I might, I might do it on stream tomorrow night. Wow. Um, that, that seems like it would be a fun thing to do, but yeah, God, I really like this game. It's great. Um, I understand the people who have picked this game up and in the opening, let's say, five or so hours have gone, this feels like more Breath of the Wild. That's not a bad thing, but oh. it feels like it's just more Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And there's no spoiler-free way for th- me to show them, like, the end of this game and the nonsense that's going on. And, oh. like, I promise you there is a bunch <coughs> of stuff in this that is going to make this feel completely fresh and original and, like, a million miles away from Breath yeah. of the Wild. Because we have a friend who played a lot of Breath of the Wild. Like, yes. was they were doing speed runs to get off the Great Plateau. They did like a vegan run. They've done yeah. all sorts of, of of runs to sort of see how you can do it in different ways. And they played. They got on all, all the Korok seeds. Yeah. And like the first weekend, they they started playing Tears of the Kingdom. They, I was like, "How are you getting on with it?" And they were like, "Hmm." It's basically Breath of the Wild again, like slightly rehashed. And I was like, okay, well, try doing these couple of things. You yeah. know, get go get the paraglider, follow the quest up and, until this point, and 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 then if that is still boring, you go go try the depths. Yeah. And within about three hours, they were like, oh yeah, I'm really enjoying this. I've done this. I'm, and this, and this I'm this, really this. glad. Their opinion turned around because I know that they were feeling that way at the start. I didn't know they turned around on it. Oh yeah, we, um, we, uh, apparently we are yeah. we are to have a, a more in depth conversation at some point oh, when we get I'm together. Excited for that! But, but they they were like, oh, I've I've done all sorts of yeah, things. You you see what I mean? There is like there is a point, maybe like somewhere like in the five to eight hours in oh. range, where you start hitting some of those points and going, oh, this is way bigger in scope and spectacle and uh, ambition that I gave it credit for, mm. and it's doing stuff that is really cool. Yeah. Like, right up toward the end, we were coming across stuff where it was like, oh, this is really cool and memorable. Mm. It's 
It's a really special game, this. It really is. Yeah. Have you had a chance to play anything else? No, it's just... <laughs> That's been it. It's just been Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Literally all I have... Any any time I have that is not imminently in the midst of working is Tears of the Kingdom right now. <laughs> uh, what about you? You played anything else? Yeah, I played the Room 4 Old Sins. Oh, you did? You did yeah. on stream, didn't you? Yeah, because I was so deep in my, my first playthrough of, of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I was like... <laughs> I don't want to start another save yeah. right now because I want to keep going with what I am, and, yeah. and also like maybe I should play something else just for a I, bit of a palate cleanse. Yeah. Uh, on that, I no- did immediately finish that stream and go back to playing Tears. Of the yeah. Kingdom. On on that note, very quickly, I am really tempted when I finish this playthrough to start over again on stream and do an entire pl- like a full playthrough on stream. I've considered it, but I don't stream three days a week like you because I yeah. don't have time. I have a day job. Even, even so, it's like it, it's going to be a big old long commitment. But I'm yeah. like, I kind of want to do a the whole game on stream. Playthrough. I mean, you've done like you did what um, Skyward Sword on stream. Yeah, I, I did. It was one of the first yeah. videos of yours that I watched. Pretty yeah. much all of. I mean, this is a considerably larger t- task to tackle, but yeah. that got me through my first three months of dilation. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> it's like we just watched Laura play Skyward um, Sword more. But yeah, how that was the room for? It's good. I mean, the plot's a bit wonky, but you know, it's um, I'm enjoying the puzzliness of it. Um, at this point, it's like, yeah, okay, it's, it's being the room at me, I get it. Um, it's, the, the conceit is like, there's this house, and, um, there was, this person's been sent to go and recover something on behalf of this shadowy organization, but also, like, there's letters from people who lived in the house, and also, there's a doll's house of the house, and that is also a massive puzzle. And within that doll's house of the house, you're slowly uncovering the story of the people that live there and all that stuff. Um, it starts initially as being like, hey, there is this, this one, there's just the lobby. Start with the lobby. This is your little area. Go into the lobby and see what do. And you go and solve the lobby. It's like, cool, you've completed the lobby. And every time you complete a room, We'll put some more weird stuff over some symbols on the roof, and you'll know you've done that bit. But uh, almost immediately after that, it's like, okay, well, here's here's your next room. Oh, you're not going to finish that room. We're going to give you a key to open a different room, and now there's stuff that can feed between the two. Oh, now you've you've solved most of a room, but also you've opened a third room, but almost immediately closed your second room. And now opening like a fourth room and it's like, uh, so much going on. And I think I would appreciate if the way of moving between like out into the, the doll's house view and then back into the rooms to explore was slightly quicker. Mm. But it's a, it's a bit like we need to do all this animation stuff. And also you need to have clicked on your lens item to activate the ability to go into the thing. And also you have to double tap the rooms rather than just tapping them. Because there's a seal you've got to break. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Just let me click on the thing and go to the place. We've done this several times. It's not that interesting anymore. Hmm. But uh, they will not let you do that. So, um, yeah. Um, I've been playing a lot of that. I'm enjoying that. I solved, I like completed the first three seals. And there is six more seals to go. I was like, well, if three seals is one entire stream, that's probably two good streams ahead of me still. So we we shall see how far the rest of that goes on. I'm enjoying it so far. It has a a terrifying automaton at one point. (laughs) You have to set up a phone call where there's like a... I think it's a record or or a radio playing at a specific frequency to the automaton on a phone call and then you start dialing the automaton's vocal cords to make it actually say something rather than just making weird noises in a slightly Magnus Archives-esque way. Um, yeah, the the puzzles are very strange. It's, um, I, I love the slightly macabre cosmic horror stylings of, 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 of the, uh, the environment. Hmm. Even if some of the puzzles are a little bit 
silly. This so far, this has felt less bullshit than the Room Three, with its yeah. ridiculous endings. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying that so far. Well then, if that's everything we've played, well then, time for this. My device, my design, my creation, the thing that I came up with because I'm very smart here in Silicon Valley, is that we would use AI instead of, you know, to write people's essays or, or whatever, we would use it to create experiences. Okay, like, okay. I, I dream of dreams. Uh, you want an amazing adventure? Do you want a, a bespoke holiday for you? We can create that using AI that will just pump into your brain. Ooh, and yes, and, and we've, we've tested it. Right, you've been heading up the testing. How's that been going? Um, not well. All of the test subjects are uh, screaming and then running away and then never speaking to us again. So you're you're not getting the the good feedback, the important feedback. I mean, is it is it sound like good screaming or no happy running away? No, no, we're we're everything we can tell is that it's bad screaming and running away. Not having a good time. Right. Have we tried feeding more good experiences into the, the data set? You know, like we we had all those blogs about people going on holiday, right? Did you just scrape all of those up properly? Uh, yes, 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 we did. Yes, we did. Right. And you you, you added in all the things from the, the brochures about, you know, like travel stuff so people can experience different travel things like blue water and fish and sunshine and all that jazz. Yeah, yes, yes, we have. Okay, well, give me the damn okay, helmet. Okay, I'll, I'll try it on. Right, okay. Put me in. Give me, uh, I don't know, a, a beach holiday. Okay. No, no one else is on the beach, just me. Okay, okay. Or uh, maybe, you know, some hot girls or something. Okay, okay. And uh, initializing? Well, I don't see the problem. I mean, the, the water is beautiful. The sand is um, amazing. It's uh, the cleanest sand I think I've seen outside of, you know, the seven or eight exclusive holidays I've been on where I own the beach, obviously. And, uh, oh, here come the girls. Cool. Oh, that that's a lot of fingers and, and teeth. And, uh, uh, oh, 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 ah, 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 ah. This is a public information broadcast brought to you on behalf of information for the public. When you consider the scores for a review of any type, say it's out of 10, for example, anything below a 7 is not necessarily absolute garbage. Indeed, the scale exists for a reason. Use all of the numbers on it. Otherwise, you're being less helpful to the people who are consuming your review. Indeed, at that point, you might as well just have a three-point score of one, absolute trash, two, it's alright I suppose, and three, best game ever! Give it all your money, shut up and take it, and in fact, maybe buy the version with the, the stupid polystone statue that you've got nowhere left to put in your house. Maybe it won't poison you this time. The normalization of seven as average has really skewed the, the critical perception of many a piece of media. Remember, in a scale of 1 to 10, 5 is average. So, don't get too upset with reviewers who use all the numbers just because they don't work like some of the big sites where you expect that anything less than 7 is crap. Come on, it's not the school system. You can think harder than this. I believe in you. So, Laura, what have you put in your eyes? Uh, we put a few things in our eyes together. Yeah, we glanced up from yeah. our switches again. We had things happening on a second screen while yeah. we were playing Zelda. Uh, so we finished off the Clone Wars. Pretty sure this time. Because yeah. I thought we had last week. Yeah. Apparently there were two seasons we hadn't seen. Yeah, two seasons, part of which was like a movie-length three-parter with a high budget at the end. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the Clone Wars gets infinitely better with yes. time. The longer it has to go, the more it becomes a genuinely good show by the end. But, like, it really does take a couple seasons to get going. Yeah. yeah. Like you you said last week, it, yeah. like, it gets 
less afraid to to mess about with um or, or, or less afraid to like get into slightly more mature topics and, and plots that feel consequential and like they're going to matter beyond the 20 minutes you're currently watching yes and usually only at the start of a season or occasionally like sometime mid season yeah. do you get one of those like bombastic news intros yeah like even even in the later seasons you do like that last season did start with a and all of this happened off screen, and now we're jumping in in the middle of this. To be fair, most of that stuff that happened at the start of season seven was recapping season six. Uh, there was at least one season toward the end that, that felt like it wasn't doing a recap. It was just like, here's a bunch of off screen, here you go. But like, as long as it only does that at the start of the season, I can live with that if it's not doing it every fucking yeah. episode. There, there was a degree of, um, the films happened off screen, and a degree yeah. of... Recapping previous yeah, stuff, yeah. But also there was like you know, like little mini adventures of of just taking a few of the characters and doing a yeah. thing that were quite interesting. But yeah, enjoyed it. It was. It was I right. really feel like you you could maybe skip the first two seasons and jump into like season three and not have missed that much. Yeah, that's fine. And like be like, okay, I I get it. And still, sometimes it can be a hit and miss throughout. And then we moved on to Rebels. Yeah. Which I've watched, watched the first two seasons of already. Yeah. Uh, Rebels is another... Sh- like, it doesn't take nearly as long as Clone Wars did to find its footing, but no. it, it does take a minute. It takes yeah. a minute to get out of being... Uh, feeling like sort of children's uh, adventure of the week. St- a little light-hearted stuff. It is a good show. It is. But you, you know what I mean. It... It it definitely like picks up its pace and gets gets more interesting as it goes, but it doesn't take two seasons to do it. It takes no. like maybe half of the first season, and then it's like, okay, yeah, we're we're hitting our stride. Yeah, and and also I think it helped that we've now seen the Clone Wars, so yeah, we 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 had yet more context for some of the stuff, and yeah. um, it was interesting. We we had that weird moment of is that Tim Curry voice from the end yeah. of going briefly back to the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. So is that Tim Curry? I don't think it can be Tim Curry. It is because this show's old as fuck. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, Re- Rebels. Like, I can't remember how far we got in. I think we watched. I think like, we got like eight episodes through the first season. Yeah, there were a couple of like really good meaningful, impactful, like, emotional episodes in mm-hmm. there that, like, really earned their character development, and yeah, yeah it, it feels like it's, it's doing a decent it job. It wants to be less Jedi Space Aladdin. Yeah. It, it definitely starts the first first. Yeah, uh, it, it of does start with, what What if we were doing young Aladdin in space? Including calling him a street rat. <laughs> yeah, don't call him a street rat. Yeah, well, ultimately it is a show about, I, I would say... Someone who is an, um, a little bit of an emotionally unstable teenager in the way that teenagers are. Especially <laughs> when they haven't had any parents yeah, for a tr- while. Trying to find the kind of inner calm that is needed to be a Jedi. Mm. And the difficult... Basically, like, how can you make a kid with ADHD sit down and meditate on mm. the Force? And I think that's... Once it gets going, that's quite a strong premise. It works pretty oh. well. I'm enjoying it. There's been some nice. Also, I I now can't remember whether this was the end of of the Clone Wars or the start of Rebels, but we've had some a couple of bits which have have concluded things that started in the movies. Yeah, things that were set up, and I was like, I never thought I'd see the end of it. Like I had heard that at some point they had like. Yeah, revisited some I, of those. I, things. I know the thing you said out loud, like made this observation out loud about, and that was at the end of toward the end of Clone Wars. Yeah. But yeah, because I think that we're talking about like it's as I said, this series is old as fuck. Yeah. I don't feel too bad. Um, fucking um, Qui Gon Jinn, as awful as Liam Neeson is, yes. like the fact that that was whole the whole setup for like Force Ghost training. Yeah. That we started to get some of that towards the end and and further conclusions. And that does kind of spill into Rebels because you get yeah. Yoda's journey at the end of uh, the Clone Wars and then um, like Ezra yeah. um, meditating on the Force and speaking to Yoda f- from that point of view. Yeah. It, the two feel like they have a degree of continuity that yes. works 
pretty okay back to back. Meanwhile, you've got season seven of The Clone Wars opening with The Bad Batch. <laughs> hey, yeah. everyone, it's The Bad Batch. Yeah. Enjoy uh, them in Disney's ha- The Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah. Having seen the end of Clone Wars and the start of Rebels, I understand a lot more why people were excited about The Bad Batch because they had context for what the fuck The Bad Batch yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that sort of stuff, and um, who knows, maybe I will... Because I think Bad Batch Season 2 has either started already or might have already finished. So, who knows, maybe we'll get more out of <laughs> more out of it now. But, um, yeah, enjoying going through Star Wars cartoons, and look forward to all the other stuff yeah. as we go along. Uh, but yeah, have you, you watched anything else? Uh, I watched a couple of a couple of things on YouTube. Um, I watched a pretty good video essay called "The Surprisingly Radical Politics of the Purge" by Rowan Ellis. I caught the end of this. Yeah, so this is about the Purge series of movies and how, like, basically after the first Purge movie, like any of the sequels, increasingly delve into like very relevant topics of like uh, very direct critique of modern America. From um, a critique of the fact that like people with money are better able to insulate themselves from uh, from violence, and uh, critiques of the ways that governments, particularly the American government, has gone in and stoked violence deliberately to be able to point at it as an excuse for things it wants to do, through to um, uh, the role that racism plays in people being desperate enough to. Um, agree to things that, like, no government should morally be able to offer someone money to do because disenfranchised communities will be the ones on the, the receiving end of that, uh, through to the innate goodness of humanity and, like, critiques of, of Christianity as a belief system that's often not practicing what it preaches. I was like, that was a real interesting look at a series that I really hadn't given the credit it seemingly deserves oh. in that regard. Um, so that was good. It's well worth a watch. Uh, the other one that we we watched together over dinner, which yeah, we did, was a bit of a fever dream. Uh, but uh, we we watched a video called "Reading Iconic Clown Husbandry Posts" by Strange Eons. Yes. Um. So you would never. I, watch... I I I've never been on Tumblr. Yeah, you've never. I been do on... like the strange eons. Just goes here's here's some Tumblr that you should know yeah. about for a laugh. As someone that like used Tumblr for a while in my teens, like that video was a really good summation of like a specific corner of Tumblr, which is the like where someone's gonna make a joke and someone's gonna take it very seriously, and we're just gonna talk in character as if this fictional thing is real and take it very. Like, build up a bunch of lore by making vague posts about it as a community. And that's how you get to Clown Husbandry, a thing invented by Tumblr about breeding clowns as, like... They're uh, obligate candivores, you know. <laughs> yes, about the uh, the care and breeding and, like, uh, pet ownership uh, standards. If you don't have enough oh. room for a full-size tent, then you shouldn't <laughs> be having circus clowns. Yeah, um... Yes, the types of clowns that you need and the proper ways to look after them. Yep. It's... If you're not going to wear a cowboy hat, you can't have a rodeo clown. No, it's it's important for their physical health. Yep. Um, it's, it's the kind of thing that happens when someone's come off of their ADHD medication because they can't get a hold of it, and their brain is suddenly going, I'm going to do some world building. Like, that's, it's that corner of Tumblr. And it sure does come up with some things. It sure does. Yeah. So if you're in the mood for just, like, hearing some of the nonsense that people on the internet come up with when they're like, I like this idea, let's world build. Let's world build to to ridiculousness. Oh, yeah. 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 It's it's some fun, silly chaos. Oh, yeah. Uh, What about you? You watch anything else this week? Uh, Not a huge amount, I'll be honest. I think, actually, I think that might have been it. I think... The, yeah, it was just the background stuff we had while we were Tears of the Kingdoming, really. I mean, I've not really had a lot of chance other than that to watch stuff. We watched, yeah, yeah we watched the the Game Changers finale. Oh yeah, their uh, Survivors miniseries. Yeah, that was that was really fun. Was good. There were some dramatic double crosses and twists and turns at the end. Oh yeah, and I think the person who won definitely definitely earned it. <laughs> um, it was a 
it was a fun little mini arc, and I'm I'm glad they had the space to to do a sort of big thing at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm 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 enjoying the, all the stuff they're doing and the, the the way they've managed to work that all out, considering considering how Dropout came into being. Yeah, like that they really have pulled it all out. Dro- Dropout has really gotten into a good rhythm of like basically weekly improv comedy shows on a rotation uh-huh. with like enough fresh ideas that it like honestly really worthwhile subscription if yeah. you like the idea of just some light-hearted silly um like improv comedy shows yeah. there's several seasons of really fun stuff on dropout plus there's weeks of dimension 20 <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah I, i've really been really enjoying that there's I see there's a trailer for a new season of Play It By Ear. Yes, which I think starts on Monday, I think. Ooh, so just, just in time for Survivor to have finished. Hell yeah. I guess that's why they spaced them out like uh, a week between on Survivor was to, to make it line up for Play It By Ear. Uh, but... That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, that that's good. That's the that, that, best thing we watched. Well then, time for this. Hey Laura, 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 Laura. Yeah, Laura. we've got a new sponsor. We got a new sponsor. Yeah, tell, tell me about them. Do you like video games? I do. Do you play video games? Yeah, is our sponsor video games? I'm afraid not. Oh. Do you sometimes find that you played video games a lot, and yeah. the sun has done the going in, coming out thing? Yeah, and not just behind clouds, like behind world. Yeah, it's done a lot of that. And now your eyes hurt, and your brain doesn't think too good, and you're struggling to hold your switch. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to, like, wait for that that dragon to fly past, and I knew it was going to fly past at some point. But I was really struggling to keep my eyes open to, like, focus until it came around. I was really struggling. Well, I might have the answer in (gasps) this week's sponsor. This week's sponsor is sleep. Oh! It's free. Oh. It's it's a thing you can do, and sometimes it comes with a free gift of dream, Ooh. Uh, which aren't video games, but boy howdy, they're trying their best. Ah, <gasps> oh, it's like a video game where I don't have total control over it. Also, it like your energy will increase during the the, the being asleep time. <gasps> That'll be like your power bar resetting. <gasps> you are the video game now. I am the video game right? now. I do sometimes have to wait for my stamina re- wheel and my, my batteries to recharge. It's like that. Great. Ah, oh. Sleep. Maybe give it a try. I mean, it will mean less time for video games. But also, stupid physical health. Inside the boardroom of Supremacy Software. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I got an update from Legal. Right. So, uh, we've, we, uh, we, we, uh... This isn't more bad news, right? Well, I mean, look, it's supposed to be bad news, but we'll get there in a second. Right. So, uh, one of the regulators was upset because apparently we put undisclosed loot boxes in one of her games. We didn't warn people that they were, you know, pay-to-pay-money pay, pay gambling microtransaction bullshit yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it's been sat over our heads for a while, like, we're gonna have to pay a fine, it's, you know, they're probably gonna hit us pretty hard. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, we got the number back. Right. We've been fined $5,000. 5000 Okay, give me a second. Second. Okay, I've just made that in interest, right, so I think like, we're okay. Yeah, like, it. Like, who gives a shit about five grand, right? That's like, that's, right. that's literally nothing. Like, that's, Okay, can we now put more undisclosed loot boxes in our products. Well, as you know, if a thing comes with a fine, that means it's not illegal. It means you just gotta pay to do it. And it just means we have to make more money doing it than we do oh, yeah. getting fined we, for it. We definitely right. made more than $5,000 with these undisclosed uh, loot boxes. Okay, then. Yeah, so like, like, what is what is $5,000 even? That's, that's pocket change. That's like, what, yeah. a, f- a fancy hot dog? Yeah, I mean, maybe hold the relish, I guess, for, for five, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you need to go a smidge over, uh, you know, like, how how much is bread nowadays? Uh, like a loaf? Yeah, yeah, a loaf. Uh, like a like a cut loaf? Yeah, probably. Sliced, I, yeah, I guess they call yeah. it. Um, I don't know, two and a half, two and a half Exactly, brand. like, this is what, a couple, a couple of loaves of bread, that's it. It's barely right. a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Well, this is good. This is nice to have some good news. It's nice to have some good news. This is literally... I can't, I can't believe they thought that was going to dissuade us. 
Was that all oh, that was supposed to dissuade Yeah, that was us. supposed to be a deterrent from us doing it again. Ah. Well, well, whichever regulator that is, um, I guess we, you know, maybe, uh, maybe send them, like, some, something, like, like a nice gift. Yeah. Like a, a thank you for, uh, for, uh, seeing things our way. Exactly. So, <gasps> what have you put in your ears? Uh, really not a lot. The Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack. The Tears of the Kingdom soundtrack is really, 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 really good. Yeah, it's, once again, like Breath of the Wild, there's a lot of time where it's, like, slow, ambient, like, stuff that's just gently, pleasantly happening. And then occasionally there will be, like, a specific track that will just fucking kick ass. Yep. Little themes of things. Um, even, like, the, the title music stuff. The um, cutscene music's been yeah. good. There's been a lot of... And obviously, the, the further we've got on, the more cutscene stuff we've seen. Like, it, I don't want to spoil anything, but there there have been some beautiful musical cues, and like most of the, um, uh, the, the Zelda stuff, I would... I, I, I would listen to a soundtrack of this. I mean, I've been... I've been loading it up on YouTube while, like, getting work done. I've just been putting Tears of the Kingdom music on while I, I, I work on things. Is it's there real... an official soundtrack album for this yet? I don't or... think so, but I think people have data mined the set ah. the, all the audio files and, like, stuck it up on YouTube. How do you do that with the procedural stuff? I, I guess you just proceed through it. I, I don't know. Over I'm, whatever uh, they decide is the correct amount of time? The question is, ask them. Mm. Uh, what about you? You listen to anything this week? Yeah, so... I kept being fed by TikTok a bunch of Harry Belafonte. Okay. Because apparently he died recently. Oh. Didn't realise this. Um. So, I had one of those weird ADHD moments of, I want to know about Harry Belafonte. So I did a bunch of reading up. Uh, I listened to, the things I listened to, we'll go through. Uh, I listened to uh, Deo, the Banana Bait song, and Jump in the Line, which you probably will have heard both of from um, the Beetlejuice movie. Oh, because yeah, yeah. they... Yes, it's that song that they... One of them is the song that they get up and dance on the table. Yes, with, yeah. and the shrimp salad is actually. Yes, yes. And then it's the song that, um... Is her name Daria or something like that? Uh, um, yeah. Delia? Some, d- d- it's something like that. It's yeah. a 90s goth name. Um, the, the outro video is with where she's dancing in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, it, it's... I found interesting things. Another person who did a lot of uh, activism stuff. Mm. Uh, a lot of great work for trying to get America to stop being so shit to black people. Worked with um, Martin Luther King Jr. And um, just a, a lot of activism... Uh, activism? No, no, not a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of activism stuff. And, and introduced, like... Um, to popular music, I introduced Calypso to popular music, yeah. which was uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was a good deep dive, and um, the the Muppets version of of the Banana Boat song is ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks TikTok, and um, I can't remember who he sings with. Um, a hole in my bucket is just the most sarcastic thing in the world, and very silly. Um, is that the There's a Hole in My Bucket, Dear Liza, Dear Liza? Yes. Is that Harry Bonavonte? Uh Yes. Uh, and is it Ozetta, I think? Yeah. I can't remember, but um, it's, 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 it's a silly bit done for television. I don't know if it ex- where it existed or how it existed before that, but yeah. Um, yeah, bit of Calypso, something to rock your hips to while you're... <laughs> Getting on with your day or listening, watching some dinner. But, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Not a lot to say beyond I enjoyed Calypso. Is it's, It is like most of that style of music. Good good for good for shaking your hips too. Which uh, I need more yeah. of. Because good exercise. Neat. Well then. <gasps> Time for this. Come in everyone. Have a seat. Have a seat. Okay. okay it's time for... The numbers are all in. We're very yep. happy with the numbers for the uh, Tears of the Kingdom mm-hmm. game. Yep, yep. Uh, so, it is about time we started thinking about uh, Breath of the Wild 3 mm-hmm. slash Tears of the Kingdom 2. Mm. Now, as you know, Breath of the Wild, 
It's just the land. The mm. land. Yes, yes, Bit yes. of sea. Yes, yes. Land. Yes. Tears of the kingdom. Bit of sky. Mm. A lot of underground. Up and down. Up and down. Multiple dimensions. Now, we've had up. We've had down. What other dimensions are there? We've, we've done way up in the air. We've done way down underground. Is there, is there something else we could do? Well, I was going to suggest uh, middle ground. But middle I feel, ground. But I feel like that's mm. the caves that How we, we already did. middle ground? Okay. I feel yes. like that's that's like going inside the ground. And right. We did, we did right. that one. Right. Could we could we could could we move everything slightly to the left, maybe, and and that would be further. What what if we go further up and further down? So like right. we have uh, now uh, above the sky islands, there is. Space. Oh, right. And we could go and find out where all those cows were going in Majora's Mask. Exactly. People and, would be fascinated and, to find that out, yeah. I'm sure. And below the depths is the magma core of yes, Hyrule, and it's literally just a b- b- melty ball of lava. Well, I suppose you need some very special armor for that. And yes. We'll get some... There's just one solitary Korok in the middle of it. Oh, yes. Haha, you found me. In the molten core of the planet. <laughs> exactly. And then immediately burst into flames. Yaha! Yaha! Now who's surprised to have a handful of tree shit? Uh, I've got another one. How right. about uh, we, we, we flip the world, like with, with the Twilight Princess on right, the Right, right. We just flip uh, so the just whole a, world. Just a, just a lefty-righty flip. Or... Right. An up-down flip. An uppy-downy flip. The ground mm. is, on, is on the ceiling, the ceiling's on the floor. Oh, I thought you meant, like, th- th- if, if the map previously went that way... Oh, sort of the left, oh! I mean, left, I suppose right. that too. But I was, I was going to put the whole game upside down. Oh, the whole game upside down. How would people know? Unless, I suppose, the camera angle. So, I suppose, Link attached to the ceiling, but also well, I mean, it'll be obvious when the, when the grass down. is on the top of the TV screen. I think. Right. Okay. So, technically, the camera is is eyes up here. Well, that's it. We don't even have to flip the world upside down. We just flip the camera upside down and right, tell them we right. flip the world upside down. Well, I mean, that sounds that sounds perfect. That sounds like a real money saver right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, what what else have we got? Um. Uh. What's um. Is there anything else? Maybe time. Time's a dimension, isn't it? Time. Relative dimensions in space, things uh, like that. Uh, all we do is we take all all of the the game and we put a sepia tone over it, and now right, it's right. in the past. Oh, it's in the nineteen forties. or, yes, or something. And, and then for the future, we sort of tinted all sort of neon space blue. Right. Oh, we, oh, we could do that by lighting thing. Like, oh, yeah. yes, yes. Come yes. to Kakariko Village, and there's like lasers and it's kind of plants and the the sign of uh, is 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 like neon neon signs yes. and the the Yeager are all like uh, the cyborgs. All we do is we take away their regular swords and we give them the the guardian swords from the first one. Now they're all techno future. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh exactly. Oh, what if it was one of those weird future past things where it turns out it's actually the far past and there was like a whole evolution that you you missed because oh. You didn't know this. That's that's where all the the fancy techno stuff came from in Breath of the Wild. It's, it turns out it's secretly a pre- prequel at the end. Look, um, at this point, if we say another open world Zelda, people are going to buy it no matter what we put in it. So I, I think uh, try, go for all of them and see what sticks. Okay, um, uh, speaking of sticking, we'll just let them fuse three things together and that adds slightly oh. more durability again. Game and, of uh, the year material right there. Exactly. We'll get an eight out of ten out of them soon, I bet you. Okay, uh, welcome, R&D department. Hello. Uh, so all of us here at uh, Nintendo have been working very hard, very hard. Um, and I must say, I'm very proud of all of you. We, we, uh, I'm pretty certain we we patched out every single bug and glitch that was in Breath of the Wild. Exactly. We made sure it's impossible to do whistle sprinting. In fact, we made it so that if you tap the sprint button, then the sprinting actually goes down instead of up. Indeed, indeed. We punish you for trying to whistle sprint. We we took out the duplication glitches. We took out the the, the 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 sort of catapulty uh, BLSS I think they call no it no bomb sliding no wind jumps they'll mm. never do it never indeed again. indeed uh, so I haven't uh, gone and um, checked the internet since uh, Tears of the Kingdom released but we got rid of all those th- I checked on day one and people were trying to do those things and they didn't oh, work oh yes and we felt so victorious indeed. they were so their spirits crushed 
Indeed. There'll be I- no speed running for this one. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to do the search, but this is a formality more than anything. I'm sure we can just take the rest of the just week so off. Just so we can sneer at them, I think. Exactly, exactly. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. What? Oh, God. Do you know it's Hylia, the goddess Hylia. No, um, okay, we may have stopped those glitches, but we've just made other glitches infinitely easier to do. Right, well, is, it- is this the... the- the uh, Bobby from King of the Hill link when his head no, on this morning thing. No, yeah. no. So you know how people used to shield jump to go through walls and we got rid of that? Oh, yes, yes. Now people... No more skews for you. Now... Skew you! Ha! <laughs> shield jumps are still broken. You can now do them to just fart out diamonds. People are just paragliding around farting out diamonds. Diamond fart? I mean, that... Well. Uh, well. Uh, I... This 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 play. I'm look. I'm looking at a f- gameplay footage right now. One player is just facing a wall, while their inventory just fills and fills, while they're just stood near a wall. What, what filling with? Uh all of all of the the machine parts. They're just filling and filling and filling. Right, right. Um. Oh god. Oh god. It's it's a shame we got rid of the clipping through walls because I'm gonna. I feel like we're gonna need that in a minute when the boss comes down. Oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh no, they're sliding on pieces of wood at high speeds. How? They loaded that, a, that's a new one. Where they, did they get they, that? They auto build a piece of wood into a piece of wood, and now the piece of wood is trying to get in front of them, and if they stand on it, they're going very fast. Okay, we might need to release a day two patch. Oh, we're not going home this weekend, are we? No. No, mm. we're not. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Barry. How you doing? Oh, you know, this and that. Getting on as much as I can. You, uh, you been up to much? Doing alright? Yeah, yeah, doing alright. You know, uh, do, doing doing as uh, as you, you do occasionally. Getting on top of life bits that sort of, uh, you know, uh, gotten away from you a bit. You know yeah, how that yeah. is sometimes? Oh, you gotta, yeah, mate. Gotta, gotta, play, uh, gotta play catch up on life duties. Yeah, 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 definitely. It got me, uh, got me thinking about, uh, you know, uh, so sometimes people aren't particularly helpful when people are, you know, getting on top of their life stuff. You know, no, uh, no, indeed. You, you know, know. You, you see this a lot with like, you know, how, how teenagers are treated. But you know, it, it can happen at any point in life. The sort of idea of like someone who's like fallen behind and is not doing stuff that they, you know, need to get on top of, and they finally go, you know, I'm having my moment of energy. I'm going to get around and do it and yeah. get on top of it. And then people will draw attention to me. You know, you see this in, like, you know, a parent being like, ooh, look who's finally decided to come socialise in the living room, or, oh, who's finally bringing their, their, their trash down. And, you know, that, that sort of drawing attention can, you know, really, you know, not incentivise the behaviour you're trying to, trying to, trying to incentivise there. I, I think I see what you mean. There's, are you saying, like, specifically when it's a parent being, like, sarcastic about it or, oh, or something you like know. that? Because, so, I mean, obviously, yeah. the, 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 the way you did that, uh, you know, bit there was, you know, framing it as sort of like, oh, well, look, look who's finally sorted themselves out. Well, rather I mean, than just being like, nice, nice yeah. one. Because, yeah, I know, obviously, even with the best of intentions, sometimes you'll get, uh, you'll get a friend being like, oh, oh, you look so much better. When, yeah. when did I look? When did, when did I look bad? Well, exactly, because this is the thing. It can manifest in a few ways, and it might be like you know the sarcastic uh, thing like that. Sometimes it might just be you know the person's feeling very guilty and like you know ashamed of the point they got to. You see this with hoarders a lot, where it's like uh, feeling ashamed and embarrassed of the fact they got to the point they did, and then you know when they eventually try and get over it, uh, you know people you know acknowledging what's happening can be a bit overwhelming because it's like no oh, i feel pretty bad about this i just want the world to not pay attention while i fix this yeah yeah you know. i guess so i mean i know I, I, I can see how that can be a difficult one because at the same time you, you you might get people just wanting to sort of be like yeah you did the thing i'm yeah. proud but also i suppose it can be uh difficult if that's if, if that's thing that's been hard for you yeah, uh, it's uh, I suppose it's a tough one to know about, but you know, it's, it's a tough one having... externally to know if someone's in that position. Yeah, and and, and hard to judge. So, so I suppose at some point you maybe have to bring out once with, with yeah. in, in, in kindness of like how would you, how do you, would you like this to be addressed if at yeah. all? 
Or is this something you'd rather was just ignored generally? Exactly. I mean, a big part of it is just being being open to like, hey, if 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 it turns out that this person needs that space, being open to the, you know, being someone that's safe for them to let them know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I hope that uh, you know, in in all relationships, people can be kind and open enough to uh, you know accept that different people need different things from different situations. And, you know, you might think you're being uh, encouraging or or helpful in a particular way that, in fact, is is the opposite of, of what that person needs. Yeah. Ah, fancy hug, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good luck, mate. Good luck. Good luck. Right, I'm going to go for a little lie down. Sounds like a play. Nice, nice. So, Laura. Me? Where can we find you on the internet? Ah, uh, you can find me on the internet at Laura K. Buzz in most, uh, most of the places. I've got that good unified branding. Uh-huh. Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. The main thing, keep an eye out on Friday, June 9th at 4pm UK, 11am Eastern, 8am Pacific. For the Access Ability Summer Showcase. <laughs> it's all coming together. I keep receiving videos for it uh, from various people. And I'm starting to work out bits of the order. And it's all happening. It's real soon. Uh, there's a couple of gaming websites that have me on their, their definitely not E3 2023 schedule. Uh, so that's that's exciting. Go go check that out. That's going to be that's gonna be big. What about you? Where are you on the internet, Jane? Um, patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. I hit 30 subscribers. Thank you very much to all of you. You are very much appreciated. Um, who knows? I might actually make it to 50 by the end of the year. That would be lovely. Let's go into year four with, uh, with, with, with hope in heart. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, you can find all my other stuff at linktur.ee slash janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. Um, yeah. Trying, trying all sorts of things to do. I've been very burnt out recently, but I'm doing my best to keep uh, on top of everything with regards to getting this edited in good time and and trying to work on a project that I don't want to just leak every aspect of as soon as it's finished because I want it to be a, a cool big thing. Um, but I that that those things are being worked on as well as all the other stuff. Um, but you can find t-shirts and things I've written and, and music I've made that is, is fully available and, and all of that good stuff. Um, Laura, huh, will you sing us out please, darling? Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>